Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. We're glad to have you. Starting it out, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and ask to subscribe and share. A lot of times people don't get to the ends. That would help us a lot, reach people for Jesus. Have you ever been smoked in the face by a 94-mile-an-hour fastball? Well, Kevin Pillar has. And that dude, talk about mental toughness, smoked in the face 94 miles an hour. He was back in a week or two after facial surgery to repair multiple nose fractures. Why did he come back, Brennan? He basically said, it breaks my heart that my teammates are having to play without me and uh, hurt our chances of winning, mindset was. Talk about being uncomfortable, but the level of dedication being more valuable to Kevin Pillar than being uncomfortable. Yep. Not to mention he walks up to bat his first at bat back with the bat that had all the blood all over it from getting hit in the face. For for those out there who aren't baseball fans, um, I can tell you with uh, lots of experience, as many of us can, I have seen 94, 95, 96, 97, I believe, and any time it even gets close to your face, you start getting uncomfortable. It doesn't even have to hit you. Yeah, mm. and you're probably about to strike out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I would moving. think that for some people that could be career-ending. Could be, you could be done. You know, if it hits you in the face. No doubt. You know, not, no doubt. not well, career-ending in the fact that it could do enough damage to end your career and also career-ending in the fact that it could do enough damage in Mentally. your mind. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would think. That's yes, think you're no doubt. Know. All right, uh, wow. Brandon's going to open us up in prayer today, and then we got Sean up on the box. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, and we thank you for the opportunity to uh, get to have this platform and to come and share your love and your grace and uh, just how much you uh, care about us, Lord. Lord, help us to always be genuine and um, our attempt to, number one, priority-wise, share you and uh, sh- spread your message as far as uh, you see fit, Lord. Lord, bless John as he uh, speaks words today that come from you through his mouth and help us to uh, be uh, genuine purveyors of your truth. Bless this uh, time we have together. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Today's subject is God's purpose for you. And um, feel like this verse is in line with that. It's Isaiah 46, 9 through 11. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known from the end to the beginning, from ancient times to what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summon a bird of prey. From a far land off, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said that I will bring about, what I have planned that I will do. I feel like that God's explaining that He's one hundred percent in charge of everything, and um, and and I also feel like He's saying He gives He gives us all purpose, and uh, 
We, um, you know, my wife and I, we've recently been watching this uh, Netflix series that uh, a friend of mine named Dwayne Warner told us about called Manifest on uh, Netflix. I don't know if any of y'all have seen that, but it's basically uh, the, the, the main theme is how this plane goes missing, okay, and then they come back five and a half years later, and uh, whenever they all come back, they can all um, – basically see things and before they happen um, the majority of the people on this plane you know they can basically see how all things are working together and uh and they go in and they start solving these mysteries and it's um super interesting uh you'll get addicted to it if you start watching it pretty quick uh but for me uh it kind of makes me think about you know God's purpose for for our lives it makes me think about us being maybe in the right place at the right time uh and, uh, and, and how that works. And I can, you know, just off the top of my head, just recently in the last couple of months, you know, um, um, my wife and I, um, we're entrepreneurs and we, we own a gym and, um, uh, there was a, uh, a, a sweet lady that came up there and, uh, you know, was just looking for some help. And a lot of, a lot of the people, men and women, uh, that come up there, uh, they're, they're looking to transform their bodies. You know, they want to, they want to lose weight. They want to gain muscle. They want to do this, do that. And, um, you know, specifically this lady, um, um, yeah, I felt like God put her in front of me and, uh, you know, and, and she was absolutely a believer and, uh, you know, and so what I did just to try to help her kick off because I, I, I've got the impression, uh, that, um, she wasn't comfortable just going with just anybody, you know, to help train her. And so for a couple of weeks, I met her, I met her up there and, and of course I didn't charge her, you know, I mean, just trying to help her out. And, uh, you know, and it, uh, whenever I told her what I was going to do to help her out, she, uh, you know, tears up and, and starts crying. And then even more recently than that, you know, I had somebody, uh, placed in my life that, um, um, that I was, uh, working with and, um, come to find out they were uh they were having some some crazy suicidal thoughts and I feel like that God put that person in my life and in and then we prayed together and um so I I just feel like that God um if we're looking for it I, I believe we have to be looking for it mm-hmm. but I feel like he's always um placing people in our lives and in our paths especially if we if we ever pray for it, you know, if we're praying for a platform or if we're praying for the opportunity to plant seeds for him, um I believe it's going to I believe you're going to see it. I believe it's going to uh um uh, it's going to manifest and I believe that God's going to fulfill his purpose through you and it's it's pretty it's pretty exciting, you know, just to see that happen. Um one of the questions that I I want to ask you guys is have you ever felt like you were in the right place at the right time? Have you ever felt like God was fulfilling his purpose through you? Um, and, uh, and if so, you know, how? And uh, so anyway, I think this is a great topic because a lot of people out there, I don't, I think that a lot of people struggle with, Hey, what is my purpose? And um, I know that that's, that's, thoughts that I have from time to time, you know, mm-hmm. what is my purpose? And, uh, so that's how I'd like to just kind of open it up. I love verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning. So 
it kind of gr- creates a visual in my mind. I just drew, I drew a stick man. That's me. I wish I could see it. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> and I, and I'm, and I've got a line, an opportunity to draw a path or an eye path to God. Okay. And he already knows, knows it all. So in these opportunities, and I've, it's funny you bring this up because I've started trying to say this and recognize this out loud lately. In regard to purpose, the only way I can be sure I'm in God's purpose for me is to be in God's will by visiting with him daily and being on my knees and praying to him. It's the only way I'm going to know for sure because then the Holy Spirit can convict and guide and direct me. But he already knows knows it all. And to me, it's not coincidences anymore. It's, it's not. It's not karma. It's not happenstance. It was God-ordained. God incidences. God incidences. I love that. And the only way that we can recognize, appreciate, and share him is to be in his will. If I'm walking away from the Lord, there's no way that I can have my eyes on the Lord and, and share that opportunity with someone. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm seeking him and I'm recognizing that my job on this earth is to share him as often as possible, then those incidents become God ordained. And sure. that ultimately I think should be what our purpose is tied to always is sharing the Lord, whether we're teaching someone about insurance or we're mowing a yard or we're bidding a job or playing catch in the yard with our kids, you know, that relationship with the Lord that creates those uh, God incidences. Sure. One thing I was going to say is it's really cool to me how I don't recognize it always in that moment, but, you know, they always say, you know, we all hear hindsight's Mm 20-20. You look back on on it, and then that's whenever you realize, wow, that was God-ordained. You know, that was divine intervention and I didn't see that in that moment. And then you look back on it, it's uh, that's really cool to me. I agree. I think the more you pray for it and, and seek that out, the more that we start to recognize those opportunities as they come about and then how to deal with those opportunities. There are times where that just happens and you don't even realize what happens, right? You have, we have no idea that, that God's ordaining something. Uh, but the more that we seek him and seek his will, I think we'll start to actually recognize when those things start to happen. The The first part of verse 9, or verse 9 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there's none like me. So first got to realize, like, who's in control? Like, who are we going to? Who's the Almighty? Who's the powerful? Um, and from that base, I think that's, you know, then we start to recognize. When we start to seek the Almighty, we start to recognize, too. Well, you, you talk about, you talk about, you know, your purpose. Um, you know, I feel like that's, that's what, what we're talking about is just our, our, our purpose in this world. Any Christian, as they continue, as they start to build a relationship with the Lord, um, you know, it's going to lead into how can I glorify him? What, what is my, what is my vocation? What is my calling? What is my purpose? Those are all kind of in line, I think. And so, if if we're if we're searching for that calling, uh, like you said, Shane, we've got to first be searching for the Lord. We've got to be seeking Him in everything that we're doing, 
And I feel like that if we're doing that, that the Lord is absolutely going to begin. We're all, you know, we can all testimony, you know, testament to the fact that those divine interventions have happened in our lives. Um, those God incidences have become all more, uh, you know, they, they just become, it happens a lot more. You know, it happens a lot more whenever we have chosen to surrender and seek the Lord. Uh, I think about, when I, whenever I think about this topic, I think about um, Coach Wett in our, last, in our last podcast talking about how his, his I believe motto um, focused a lot of attention on using the gifts and talents that the Lord's given you. And, and we all have gifts and talents and he kind of used it as, uh, you know, he kind of um, referenced it in, into basketball and how, how everybody on the team has a role and everybody's role is important. Everybody has to respect each person's role you know, one person's, um, you know, role may be to, you know, score the points. One may be the encourager. One may be the, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, but each person has a gift. And so, you know, when I think about really fulfilling the purpose that you, um, that, that God has for you, I think about first, uh, understanding that God does have a purpose for you. Second, uh, recognizing, you know, what your gift is, what are your talents, you know, what are your strengths? You go into any kind of job interview and one of the, one of the top questions is what are you, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? You got to be able to identify that, you know, and, and I think in order to maximize your purpose, you've got to know your strengths and weaknesses and then do your best to figure out where you can, glorify the Lord with that strength or that gift or that talent that the Lord's given you. That's all fantastic as far as how I think as entrepreneurs, you definitely are thinking about that often. And, and I think anybody does. What's my purpose? Cause we associate, I think often purpose with fulfillment from who we are and what we accomplish. But it just kind of dawned on me if we kind of do what the verse says and begin with the end in mind, what is our end goal? If I sit here today, truly, and ask myself, why do I want to be on this earth? Or what is my goal on this earth? I would like to tell you that the answer would be to fulfill God's purpose. So for my life. And the only way I can do that is to seek him. And it's we talk about that conduit or that uh, connection to the Lord. And I've used the relay example many times, you know, from the outfield to the middle infielder to wherever we're throwing, uh, to get the out. But if I'm looking at God, I, and I'm seeking him, I'm going to recognize what my purpose is and get more clarity on it than I'm not always, but I have to be seeking him. There's that free will thing again, that, uh, allows us that purpose. But ultimately I think our purpose is very clear in the Bible to, you know, share his love and his word as often as possible and uh, all the other things that the Bible says. So uh, that's some good verses to think about. One of the things that pops in my head uh, that I also think about, <clears throat> I feel like God uses everybody, you know, for, uh, um, I feel like that we all have a purpose. Um, so, you know, if there's anybody out there struggling, thinking that they don't have purpose, I don't care if it's... Um, a celebrity or the homeless guy walking down the road. 
Um, I feel like that there's there's purpose in in everything, um, just in all of God's creation, which is all of mankind. And um, it's just in that verse, and what kind of pops out to me is uh, he said he w- he will summons a bird or a man from a far off land. Okay, so I don't think it. I just don't think it matters who you are, but from a celebrity status, um, we have a friend, um, and his name is Clint Knoll, and Clint's um, um, daughter, she was struggling, and she was fighting cancer as a young, as a young child, and he gets into the elevator uh, at Children's Hospital in Dallas, and Michael Buble is there with his son on the elevator, and um, his son uh, had a rare form of liver cancer at the age of three, and... Um, so, you know, there's no, I, I just don't feel like there's any boundaries on, on who God can place into your life at any, at any moment. But <clears throat> in Clint's testimony at church, he was talking about how, you know, here this guy is, you know, and he's just a, a multimillionaire, world-famous celebrity, and he's just like me, sitting on this elevator, and he, he just kind of teared up talking about it and, and how, um, you know, Maybe God allowed that to happen for that moment for him, but at the same time, I've heard Michael Bublé say that uh, on, on camera that Jesus Christ is the reason why his son was healed, and uh, and so that could be like an exponential platform, you know, uh, of just telling the world about Jesus, and and maybe maybe that was the reason, you know, for that occurrence, you know, which his son's alive and well today, but um, I don't. I don't think it matters because I mean I've had uh, homeless people. I I've had I mean I I can just think of all these situations where I've uh, either uh, given food to somebody homeless and then turned around or turned around in a situation where I was heading back and I don't know if it was that or an angel or or but you know there's just I I feel like everybody can make an impact you know and. Uh, and make a difference in somebody's life, and, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, I, I just feel like it's a huge struggle, guys, you know, and so, yeah, if y'all have any stories, uh, you know, where you can look back, um, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you have any stories, you know, I think it'd be cool to share them, you know. I've got one that comes to mind, so there's a gas station about a mile from here, and uh, a bunch of ladies, usually ladies, I'll never see any men working there, but a bunch of ladies work there, and a, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, my wife and I, maybe my wife, developed a relationship with one of the girls that worked there, and um, just uh, nothing special, nothing, not a, you know, just go in, hey, how are you doing? Talk about your life, like dive in, you know, Courtney would dive in, and this probably developed over probably two years while the lady worked there, and so you know, we we'd give her some cash at Christmas and you know just to and I I say that like I don't really like talking about it but just to say hey we appreciate you and appreciate you being here and so about a year ago somebody came up to my wife and said it was somebody that she knows she said hey I need to tell you a story that um, I met this lady um, I think at church and uh, she accepted the Lord into her life and she said one of the the biggest influences in, in her life was you. And Courtney was like, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. She said, she explained it's the lady at the gas station that worked there. Um, 
And it was just cool, like, that the Lord allowed us to see that moment because mm-hmm. he didn't have to. He didn't have to allow us to, to see that moment. It was a win and a confirmation that, okay, you're on the right path. The little, tiny little things, tiny, tiny little things that, that God said, you're allowing me to do through you right. every day is making a difference. Well, we, we talked about that last week, right? You know, about, about those moments of, of validity, you know, where those small, you know, winning's not everything, but when you get those wins from time to time, it's it, like it validates the, the stuff that you're doing. And continues to propel you forward. Exactly. Uh, that, that's a, that's a win. You know, that's a, that's a little win that, that just a little keepsake that think, you know, you, you know, thank you, Jesus for, Amen. for showing yes. me that. Uh, Absolutely. That's awesome. The, uh, the power of having the opportunity to see those things. I think as believers, and I'm talking to myself, there's a lot more room for getting excited than we do. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, our churches and our, our leaders in the church that we've been visiting, I've been very impressed, I guess maybe the right word, with how much they emphasize what the Bible says about being excited when someone accepts Jesus. And the thing I think about is, because I've been around a court, Courtney a lot, and her, her joy is contagious. Okay, and no matter what she's doing, she's often spreading that joy uh, in her interactions with people and pouring into them and getting to know them. And um, when you do get the honor of seeing one of your gifts, so to speak, pay off, for lack of a better term, um, what a blessing. And when it leads to someone accepting Jesus or playing a vital role, as we know people choose to accept Jesus, we don't save them. We just cast the seeds. It's really just, it ought to be a bigger deal than everybody erupting at a ball game because somebody scored a winning run. And, um, I think I can do a better job of like, we got, I almost downplay it and I'm not proud of that. Okay. And there was another verse that I'd been reading about recently about being set apart. We're called to be set apart as believers. And if our actions show that we're odd compared to the world, we're on the right track if it's for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I will tell you this about my dear sister-in-law because I see this all the time. If you didn't know her well, and Courtney, I love you. This is 100% a compliment. And you were traveling with her, spending time with her, watching her interact with people, it would probably make you feel uncomfortable. And I would have... It might. Because she is so um, caring for other people. And it just, it jumps out to you immediately. So people who meet her, they're, they're drawn to that. But people who are from afar, not really knowing... That I think that's probably one of her. Well, it's it's gifts. very it's very uncommon to run into just somebody at a ball field and look up and see somebody that's just looking for ways to serve everywhere she goes. There you go. Yep. And I, I joke that uh, I've had buddies come to the house, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get in conversations, 
and uh an hour later they're leaving and it this specifically this one buddy is like i just told your wife more about my life than i've ever told anybody <laughs> i believe that 100 and i didn't even know the words that were coming out of my mouth sure yeah. our kids have no chance getting away with anything no right Brandon, I understand what you're saying, but we want to dismiss it uh-huh. a lot, uh, just those moments. Um, I feel like more often than not, like you were saying earlier, it, we always say, oh, what a coincidence, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't believe there's such a thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, or especially non-believers, I feel like would argue with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, Romans eight twenty eight and that verse pops in my head. That's all, the one I saw. Yeah, this morning. Uh, all all things work together for good, mm-hmm. and uh, so, you know, and and maybe if it's a, I realize when we're speaking on this podcast, it's very likely we're meeting people of very different journeys in their life: believer, non-believer, uh, believer that's strayed, non-believer that's going towards possibly knowing Jesus. But I always want to to be known that a big reason we started doing this was for accountability for ourselves and, you know, our walk with Jesus. And, you know, it's a simple thing, but just imagine if we all took the challenge of when that conversation comes up with whatever connection we, we have business, family, uh, any opportunity when that, Oh, what a coincidence comes up. And it comes up often. If you really pay attention to it, we just said, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. That was that was God ordained, you know. And and it can be very humble, and it can open up an opportunity, or it can at least plant a seed. Right. That often, like the story with Courtney and the young lady that uh, accepted Jesus, we may or may not get to see. But when we realize that just casting those seeds as often as possible is is a privilege, and not a burden, it's an opportunity, not an obstacle. It makes it a lot more fun to know that our actions and our words may lead someone to knowing the Lord directly or indirectly. And that's pretty powerful that we get that opportunity to do that. No doubt. Uh, One other thing that pops into my head, (laughs) this is on a devotional uh, that I did um, uh, a couple years ago. Uh, It was about, it was talking about the, the Chinese bamboo tree. And uh, you have to water that tree for five years before it even pops up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, like in, oh gosh, it's like 60 days, it grows like 30 foot. Yep. <laughs> After the five years. Yeah. yeah, and it just makes me think about planting seeds and watering those seeds. Uh, and then all of a sudden it, it flourishes into what God intended. Yeah, I think that's a, a great comparison and analogy to uh, what we get to do daily or that's have the a, a to do. crazy uh take some uh, dedication yeah, analogy on the what it takes to now to plant seeds the thing that goes in my mind immediately because i like to know how things work is who is the first person that figured that out <laughs> right <laughs> right they, they, they watered that thing for five years <laughs> and like, i yeah. mean this thing's gotta grow i you mean know, it has uh, sun and water I'm treating it know. well exactly. i always think that about milk like, who's the first person that said, <laughs> I wonder if we can drink this. Yeah. What, what it makes me think about is watering seeds for f- for five years. Okay, number one, are we willing to do that as a Christian? Are we willing to 
plant seeds, put that out there, water those seeds for years and years and years and years, and possibly us that are watering those seeds for Jesus never see anything from it. It, it The Lord's just kind of leading me to a point. If you're listening and your husband or your wife are not a Christian, this is something every day that you see. Are you watering those seeds every day? We have an opportunity with everybody around us, but especially with our spouse. And that's a super hard place. I've you know talked to several people over the years who whose spouse may not be a Christian and and pray for them every day. And how hard is that to know that if they don't accept Christ and you can't do it for them, mm-hmm. that you will not be with them in heaven without beating them over the head every day, saying, I know the truth. You don't know the truth. Please, please accept Jesus. There's an analogy in sports, and me and Max were in the batting cages yesterday. I know you are shocked it's coming to that. And I can't fathom that, Shane. Like, I, there are many things that when you give me an example of something, I go, I, I would be terrible at that. Like, I feel like it's a huge blessing that Leah is a believer. Okay, to me. That's selfish. I mean, I, 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 we're all wired that way, I think. But you think about essentially what they're doing is for a baby bird to grow, this is an analogy we use in sports all the time for holding a bat and that perfect combination of how it creates bat speed and those kind of things. You want to hold the bat in a way or a golf club or like you have a baby bird in your hand tight enough where it's safe and not going to get away but loose enough where you won't choke it. Okay, and kill it. I've been holding the bat wrong my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> so I think that what you're describing there, we can relate to anything. Um, and just the the fact that put ourselves in those uncomfortable situations. What are some things that we can't fathom doing and how if we recognize that that wouldn't be pleasing to the Lord, how can we improve upon that? And it brings me to, a, and actually I was talking to my business partner about this yesterday. It was Jeremiah the Weeping Prophet. I remember correctly that um, shared Jesus nonstop and was, he didn't see many fruits of his labor. I think I I may be off on the story a little bit. So y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I think he shared God's word for over 40 years. And I think it's proven that at most he may have seen two people come to know Jesus in his lifetime, 40 years. That's not even five. Right. That's I mean, a long I time watering some seeds. Man, I think I think the Lord makes it easy on us. I I feel like a lot of times when we think about that and read the Bible, we go, We got it easy. Yeah. Yeah. You and when you look at those examples for yeah. sure. I th- I think though there is a point, I believe that we will God will allow us to see those things when we get to heaven. I, I believe that. I, I don't too. know. I've never been there before. I do too. <laughs> you know, but um we, we, I think God will take us through those things that, that we did to honor him. I hope he will. Yeah. Lord, I, I, I really hope yeah. he will. <clears throat> I've given, uh, I've said this a few times, but I don't know if y'all have ever seen The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, whenever uh, Neo figures out that he is the one and he can see everything and how it works in harmony, I think that's what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. It'd be super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. would be awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you being here. Find out God's purpose for you. 
I mean, it's a it's a day by day thing. God's purpose for you is is to to plant seeds and to uh, to honor Him through our lives. But specifically today, what is God's purpose for you? There may be some somebody specific that God's leading you to talk to, or some other thing that you feel like God's laid on your heart. Let's honor Him and follow through with what He's leading us to do. Bible verse for the day is uh, Bible verses is our uh, Isaiah forty six nine through eleven. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.